SMQBs, this is episode 119, and we are talking about the PGA Tour selling itself out to the Saudis. That's right, the Saudis behead the PGA Tour, uh, and we have a good conversation about what it means for golf, for sports in general, for the USA, for freedom, for America. Also, Messi to America, the GOAT, one of the biggest signings ever in the history of American sports. We touch on the NBA Finals. Everybody's getting punched this week. Borderline Lasso, buzzer beaters. Check us out. Spotify, Apple Radio, Apple Tunes, YouTube, wherever you listen. Leave us five stars. Thanks for listening. It's when the people climb up on the booth, hanging from the people on the people. My head's the roof, dancing on the ceiling on the people. I got people on the dancing on the people. I got people. SMQBs, this is episode 119. All right, guys, a couple, couple questions for you here to get started. If you had to guess what the player with the 119th best batting average in the history of Major League Baseball is. God. Now, I will tell you, there, because there's so many players here, there's, this is actually 117 to 126, Okay. But first question, what do you think, career, what do you think the average is for the 117th to 126th, the guys who are tied for the 117th best? 298. Not bad. Got to be up there. 291. 285. 289. All right, let's go a little higher. 301. Higher. 305? Uh, yeah. Three, uh, wow. three, 117 all time three. is pretty damn good. 306. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's pretty high. Kid, kid, there's one active player. And Big, then I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the list. And you guys will know, you guys will know most of these players. Paul Molitor. Mm-hmm. Ralph Gar. Mm-hmm. Joe Mauer, yep. Joe Mauer, yep. Cupid Childs, never heard of him. George Kell, Bernie Lombardi, Jimmy Ryan, Dixie Walker, and Jose Altuve. Interesting. Those are your one seventeen to you know one. There's there's what did I say nine of them yeah. in there. Star. I used to watch him as a kid at the Braves. He used to play in Richmond for the Richmond Braves. Yeah, before he got there. You go. Two bays in there. I guess uh, of those guys, um, Molitor has the most at bats. Looks like, yeah. So anyway, uh, that that covers one seventeen, one eighteen, one nineteen, one twenty. What we got? That's your your. Uh, Quiz for the next couple there. 306, though. Top top 120 uh, batting average of all time. 306. Not so. bad. And can you all say who, who the leader is? The highest batting average of all time? Uh, is it Rogers Hornsby? That's a good guess. It's not. He's second. Dan Musial? Hornsby is second at 358. Not Musial. George Brett. No. no. Brett was, was uh oh, I mean, so we're talking most. one season or for like no all time career batting leaders. Oh, okay. Pete um, Rose. Ty Cobb. It. Yeah, Ty Cobb's the answer. 366 batting average. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No competition. Doesn't count. Old days. <laughs> My kids would say a bunch of plumbers played then. 24 years. 24 years. All right. How's everybody doing? All right. What at least glad, glad to about, see everybody back. I'm about at to be least, sold. Yeah. I'm about to be sold to the Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. Listen, at least we don't have anything controversial to talk about uh Nothing. tonight. Um Other so let's the get death into of it. sports. Yeah, the, the bankrupt, morally corrupt, um no soul PGA tour. Um I don't know, Pope 
You're you're a big Liv fan. See it up for us. What happened? <laughs> I am not a big Liv fan. Everybody knows that. That's an image. Everybody knows that. I know. And this image is so over the top. Oh um, is it? <laughs> is it right? So is this you know, because we didn't start a war last week that we're trying to start one this week? My yes. my yes. My initial reaction was I was just disgusted. Just disgusted with the whole the whole concept of how without any kind of warning, heads up, discussion, negotiation, you know, usually something is leaked, something. It, you know, just our afternoon was rocked when they uh, uh, announced that PGA and Liv had agreed to uh, to settle the case and terminate litigation. And uh, the PIF, the uh, Saudi fund, was going to become an investor, the sole investor, and the PGA tour um and that uh, there would be some other kind of entity going forward with the DP uh, World Tour which is European Tour uh and and rightly so you know the players who had held out for the PGA who were you know pawns in this uh in this struggle were 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 pissed i mean they turned down in some cases hundreds of millions of dollars uh to go over to live for for what the PGA said was they were standing on principle. And, and, you know, I've thought a lot about this and if this is true and, and I don't, you know, not like I have my own sources, but just from what I read, uh, the Saudis came to Monaghan and the PGA four years ago and said, we want in, we want to invest in the PGA tour. We want to be one of the main investors. Uh, we want to put a bunch of money in. We want to increase the purses. We want to do all this kind of stuff. And, Monaghan said, and I'm sure probably not the right thing to say to the Saudis, told him to pound sand. And that's what they, they did. They got enough of sand. They got enough sand. No exactly. Problem. Exactly. So they went out and they found the nemesis, the shark, to form uh, Live, which which turned out to be basically a vehicle uh, that they used to get into, you know, under the, the tent for the PGA Tour. Uh, I'm not sure it was the Saudis were in love with the live product. They were in love with the notion that it was going to create problems for the PGA, which bring them back to the table. They would have leverage. Absolutely. And, and what, what really sucks from the PGA standpoint is that they put these players up and they said, you know, this was all about sports washing. This was all about the Saudis money uh, trying to influence and and take over, you know, for what they had done in the past, and and you guys need to stand on principle. We, in fact, Monahan, you know, they went out and they got the nine eleven families uh, a year ago to stand up and say this was this was unacceptable, and so the players, uh, you know, they they thought they were standing on principle according to the, what the PGA Tour was saying, and and what happened was. You know, the tour finally caved because the Saudis, with their money, they were going to win. You could pay you now or pay you later. They were going to win. And that's that's when, you know, the PGA caved. But they didn't talk to the players about it. They didn't give them a heads up, no warning, no nothing. Uh, and so they just sold them down the river. Now, I understand there's a possibility that some of the players who held out are going to be getting um, investment opportunities in this new tour in a different kind of way to try to, you know, defray or make up for some of the money that they, that they gave up. But who are the winners? <laughs> the winners are the, <clears throat> are the live guys. They made out like bandits. They got hundreds of millions of dollars and they get to come back to the tour. Uh, maybe, or maybe not with any kind of penalties, but you know, wh what a, what a, a play that they made. They took the risk and they won. Um, and they so, didn't take you know, a risk. They took the money. They took the they, money. They, they didn't take the, any risk. The winner Saudi Arabia. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. They, they, they took a risk that they may not ever be able to play any more majors, Ryder cup, president's cups, any, any, uh, any tour related events. That's, so they just that have to live off their 150 million. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know that they took any risk. I don't, I don't see this as them. You know, being the the risky guys who went out there, I, I I think they're the, you know, the opposite of that. They're the sort of the the chicken shits who took the payday uh, instead of you know you know Tiger had that press conference at one point. By the way, very interesting. I don't think we've heard anything from Tiger yet. We haven't. Um, no. Uh, I'm waiting for the the launch of the Woods tour. Um, 
But Tiger had that press conference where he went out there and he talked about grinding it out and having to go and practice and, and you know, go back to the driving range and get your swing right, you know, on a Thursday night after you played a bad day and and just having to grind away and grind away. And it was, you know, it was kind of funny listening to Tiger Woods talk about having to grind away. On the other hand, he was right. I mean, the, these guys just, they took a sure payday and, and not just like, a little bit of money, like a shit ton of money for the payday. So I, I don't know. I don't think they're they're risky. But by, by the way, one interesting thing that I saw today come out on all this, uh, and I have a lot of thoughts here, but um, Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut has informed the PGA Tour uh, and Live Golf that the Senate is launching a probe into the agreement. Now, you know, the, one of the one of the things that the the Live golfers said was that this was a monopoly and there were antitrust issues and now the two of them are coming together so i mean it's a pretty tough spot to be in for live where they they took the position in court papers or at least a lot of these guys did that this was a monopoly and now the only competition out there is going to merge with it uh i don't know it's it's uh i, I don't know enough about antitrust laws to, to tell you how that's going to turn out but it does sort of create a question right this this is a much bigger problem than golf. Yeah, um, the 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 oil countries are on their way to destroying European soccer. They're going to destroy golf, and what's next, right? I mean, what's stopping them from deciding that they want to buy an NFL team or a Major League Baseball team, NBA team, and pull the same kind of Trojan horse move? You don't let me in. I'm going to form my own league. And you know, I mean, they, they they own they already own Man City, which just just won the um, championship. Uh, uh, UA, UAE owns them. Qatar owns Paris Saint Germain, and um, the the Saudi public investment fund bought Newcastle and brought Ronaldo, Benzema, and Conte to the Saudi Pro League. Their next move is to try to get the World Cup in 2030 i mean it's they're not stopping at the pga or a or an english premier league club here and there and i mean somehow or another the these leagues need to band together or else it's just going to be you know petro clubs owned by countries dominating sports just because they have all the money and as much as i you know rooted for Man City because of our little competition that we all put together for Premier League. I think it's, it's a, it, Man City is a sign of bad things to come. Well, look, I mean, <clears throat> we are a sports podcast, so we're lamenting about how this is destro destroying sports. But like I said on our text chain, I mean – if you're going to a concert, if you're buying coffee, if you're going on social media, if you're flying an airplane, you're investing, you're contributing to the Saudi public investment fund. Uh, Aramco, Live Nation, Boeing, Facebook, Citigroup, Disney, British Petroleum, Uber. I mean, this, the, I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to. Every facet of our life. Every facet of our lives, if we're going to have congressional investigations, let's have real congressional investigations about how America is being bought out by Saudi Arabia, including its sports leagues. I I think is disgusting, too. And I think that there was another way for the PGA to have made its money and to get where it needed to be. You know where the money is to be made? And we're going to talk about this. The money is to be made in television, in video games. It, PGA could have made its hundreds of millions. It could have made its billions without ever selling out. Right. And if if they didn't capitulate, the Live had no TV. They had nothing going on TV other than what the CW channel. Exactly. They they could have starved out Live because if for no other reason that Saudi Arabia would have just been pouring hundreds of millions, if not billions, into a league that no one was watching. Well, how is the PGA going to pay for the litigation? You saw what they said. Isn't that the, they're already they're already fifty million upside down on litigation? And why, why do they need to pay for it? Let why the do they guys need to go pay for play. litigation. 
Well, I mean, they didn't have to keep their case going and they, they could have just, you know, they could defend anything. But I mean, it wasn't the, 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 you're telling me the PGA can't afford to defend a, a lawsuit. That the live players were dropping out of one by one. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't believe that's, that. That's we're a bunch of like lawyers a, here. You're telling me that you think that the, the litigation was not an issue that that I mean, Monahan is like, we could not continue at this burn rate. That's I don't believe I don't believe where the guy says that's bullshit. I don't believe that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Monahan also said a lot of other things a year ago. Yeah. I mean, Monahan is, is really just a two faced piece of shit. I mean, at this point, you know, look, I. The sound we've—I don't think we've said it. If we have, we haven't said it clearly enough. These are horrible, horrible human beings. Saudi Arabia is responsible for 9/11. Period. They're no responsible question. for 9/11. They dismembered a Washington Post journalist who dared to shine a light on human rights atrocities in Saudi Arabia. They—they—they conned they, they, uh, him in or, or sucked him in to a room where their thugs were laid out waiting for him and they dismembered him. These are horrible people. The PGA tour went running to the nine 11 victims families and, and wrapped themselves in that blanket uh, when they, when it was convenient to them. And as soon as it wasn't, they dropped them. This, I mean, this is thickening. This is thickening. And, and I honestly, I mean, there's so many layers of betrayal here. Just, you know, from the beginning of live to the very end. Now, there's still so much we don't know about this agreement, too, because, you know, basically there's a structure of something. We have no idea how this is going to shake out. Some people are trying to say that Monaghan will oversee the whole thing, that Greg Norman isn't going to be in there. In the meantime, Greg Norman's giving statements saying that there's going to be a 24th season of live. And it's going to be going forward. He hopes. It, it, he hopes, right? I mean, <laughs> there's so much we don't know. This uh, uh, Al Rumayan, I guess, I don't know if I said that right, but Al Rumayan is going to be the chair of the new corporate. I mean, there's just, we don't know anything other than the PGA went back on everything they said and immediately took the cash. And and Toby, your house, you're right about all the different, you know, places where there's Saudi money. Uh, you could quibble a little bit with with you know them investing and owning stock and things versus controlling it, I guess. But but you know the, the reality is you're right. I mean these are bad people, and and our country never, our government never fully detailed their involvement in 9/11 because we're too reliant on the oil because we're too reliant on the money. And this is just another example of people looking the other way and not and not wanting to call them out for what they are. They are a murderous, uh, horrible, horrible group of people. All kinds of countries like Saudi Arabia, though, are invested in U.S. every facet of our life. I mean, the Russians are invested. The Chinese are invested. I mean, you know, we're a capitalistic society. So... At what point are we going to actually say, no, we don't want your money? I mean, it'll never happen. There's that's just an, that's not going to happen. Well, it's because of our dependency on oil, because we sanction Russia and we sanction China when they do atrocities and when they kill people and when they invade countries and they do things like that. We sanction them and we make life harder on them. We're never going to do that to Saudi Arabia because we're they own us. I mean, they own us because of our dependency on oil. So, I mean, I don't want to get and go down that road, but I think. We have to realize that the PGA, because Rooster Rooster pointed out really well as it relates to Europe, but the PGA is the first domino to fall on the U.S. sports capitulation to Saudi Arabia. It's coming now because the, the kind of money that's going to come, the other owners and investors in U.S. sports are going to see it, and they're going to normalize it and rationalize it. That's the really really bad that's the yeah. really really bad about the this is the normalization in u.s sports of the outside influence of saudi money and i just want to be clear about one thing when i say they're bad people i'm talking about the money people the ruling class i'm not talking about every you know every person of saudi descent but we the ruling class uh 
you know, MSB and, and M M yeah, MBS. 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 I mean, yeah, MBS. He you ordered heard, the hit. You heard Rory's press conference. He said he said ultimately it came down to the the Saudis were going to one way or the other invest in in the modern, you know, the, whatever golf entity that we have. And we could continue to fight him and we could continue to burn money and we could continue, you know, the the split that we have, or we could finally make that recognition and see what we can make out of the game. And Rory, I think that's where they are. Rory's been raised to fall in line behind the sovereign. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, look, so, it, it, Milk, what do you think? Milk, a, yeah, what do you think? It's a good point. I mean, let's uh, look. I mean, you got the shark with a Chardonnay. What do you we think? We can go on and on about the Saudi Arabians being evil people. We all agree to that. But are there any, is there anything positive that could come from this? You know, could could some of these, could there be more money? Obviously, there's going to be more money injected in. Could some of these players, you know, we've talked about salaries and things like that. I mean, it's just, it's a fucking hard life on the PGA Tour. We hear a lot about the top guys, top 50 guys that always, you know, make money. But I mean, these guys, burnt, you know, they they don't make if you don't make the cut, you don't make any money. Right. So is there is there benefits that could come from something like that? Now, maybe you hated that, Pope, that guys were on salary and live or you were guaranteed to make a certain amount of money. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's some positives that could come from this that we're not thinking about. Well, no no question that your purses are going to go up. Yeah, but for the for the top players, you really think that these money people give a shit about the bottom echelon of players? No, I don't think they give a shit about it. It's anything. gonna be just as hard for them. Yeah. I mean they, you know, Monahan's lawyer sits on the board and is was like one of two people in the room making this call. And his firm got all the money in the litigation. His law firm got the lead in the litigation. Is that Jimmy Dunn? Yeah, he's he he's the one he's on the board of the PGA. It was his decision to greenlight this deal. He brought it to Monahan. I mean, they 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 weren't worried about litigation. The, the two of them are worried about lining their pockets and I'd love to see how much the two of them are making as a result of this deal. I mean, what are the what are what are the positives if you can if you can hold your nose at the smell of burning Saudi Aramco tires? You you can watch Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka, uh, and Bryson DeChambeau play against Rory and next know, year. Yeah, Jordan Speeth and you know, all those JT, all those guys. If you are if you are an Ameri- if you are Pope, <laughs> if you are Pope who loves watching golf and loves the sport and loves to watch it, this is a really good thing. You hold your nose. You'll say this is gross, but I'm watching this sport put back together again. That's that's the positive of it. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm wrong, Pope. I, I just no, want to say think, this. Go ahead, Pope. No, no. I mean, you're absolutely right, Tubby. I mean, I, I I didn't watching the Canadian Open, which was, by the way, you know, just fucking unbelievable ending. So cool. We'll talk about that. I got a buzzer beater. But but just watching golf, it's always been one of the most enjoyable things that I do on the weekend. I look forward to big tournaments and uh, as much as I love playing the game, watching the game, you know, I, I am going to hold my nose. I, I am. And maybe you call me a hypocrite. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'm not going to die on this sword. I'm not going ooh, to. Ooh, 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 wow. Ooh, wow. Bad, bad, <laughs> bad, bad, they might bad make you die on the sword if they watch our YouTube. <laughs> Jesus. The crown prince no, M- MBS now owns your favorite sport. It's it's sickening, but I am not going away. Just well, look, hey, look here, here. That's a good point. So you failing? They're they're heavily involved in in uh, in soccer. Is the again putting aside the Saudi terrorism and all of that? Is there a fear that they will come in and try to change the sport in any way? Because they haven't changed it in soccer, right? Like competition yeah. they have well well they you know they get they a hold of these golf, turn- right? they get a hold of these tournaments like we saw recently with the world cup and all of a sudden the rules are different for fans so yeah they change the sport from a spectator's point of view suddenly you know you come in and if you happen to be wearing the wrong t-shirt you get arrested 
or you haven't, if you take them up on the fact that they're saying, Hey, you can have a beer and we're going to let Budweiser sponsor this whole thing. And they change their mind at the 11th hour and you have a beer, you get arrested unless you have money to be in the, uh, you know, in the, in the elite class where, where that, those rules don't apply to you. That would not be a smart, smart decision in the United States. What I was going to say, and now I'm starting to temper it is I, I wanted to say Pope's been right all along about this and we thought it was funny and it was funny to mess with him about live golf. And, um, until he backtracked so fast, I was embarrassed at my participation in the, uh, in the joke, because it's not a joke. These people are are bad, like like Bison says, and I think it's going to ruin sports. Um, I really do, and I think Pope was right all along. Well, it will be interesting to see if uh, if leagues like the NFL, the NBA, if they start adjusting their ownership rules. You know, there's already been talk with with um, with the NFL that that because the price of teams are getting so high, that they have to make some changes. Well, these owners who, while they're very, very wealthy people, could never, never compete with some of the money from the from the Saudis and other oil producing countries. Uh, will they start going, wait a minute, <laughs> we got to put some rules in. It's our league. Uh, we better yeah. put some some wait, cones. Don't on. we already have a Russian billionaire who owns the Nets? No, he's he sold, he, but we he did sold it. But we did. We did. Yeah, but we the, yeah. But the NFL owners could can block a sale, right? Like you can't just come in and buy like Saudi Arabia couldn't they could come and buy the bucks, but the owners oh, can block sure. that sale, right? It's different for these other leagues. Yeah. Well I don't know. I don't I'm not familiar enough with the with the rules of the other leagues. They're not gonna buy the NFL. Leagues. They've got too now, much I money. We'll see. I mean I, I I think they can create enough degrees of separation uh that you don't really know what the source is so they you know say look i I, i'm not connected to the public investment fund or the the saudi government i'm an ordinary saudi citizen and i just made a lot of money and i want to buy this team and maybe that's true maybe that's true but but i it's coming it it is coming well, there's a lot, a lot more on this story will be coming because there are so few details we know. But I, like I, I said before, I'll tell you the one, the one thing that I'm looking forward to hearing next is Tiger Woods' comments about it, and he has been um, uh, notably silent to this point uh, after really being behind Rory, the most vocal opponent or supporter, I should say, of the PGA, uh, and so. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what Tiger says and when he decides to to comment. Um, Rory, any, Rory any, has changed his tune, right? Not exactly. I mean, yeah. Rory's coming. He's was, backing the PGA. He, he said he of, hates live. Still hates live. Yeah, he said he. That's the initial thing. Still hates says. live, but I guess he likes the public investment fund just. Fine. Yeah, right. Exactly. I warned you. Well, I don't think. He, <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he likes it. But I think oh, he's you know, said some. He's said some things lately that. Well, I, I you guys, think you guys will come around. A, You'll come around. I think he's trying to be a company guy. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he is. All along, just, you uh, hate Rory. Yeah, right. Are you coming Rocky around flip-flopper. on flip-flopper? Are you coming around on mil- on Rory Milk? Yeah, no, I, I exactly what I. This is exactly who he is. <laughs> I mean, he'll be totally fine with it soon. <laughs> Anything else on this? It's the All, I just want to say, if if one of us or more than one of us doesn't show up next Monday for the show, please call the FBI. <laughs> more like the cia <laughs> right? yeah yeah well let's go from uh from probably a a very embarrassing uh obvious spectacle of caving and and taking the money um to someone who turned down the the uh the saudis right house yeah i mean if messi wasn't already the goat on the soccer field he's now the goat of humanity um you know, this is like, you guys understand, I, I I know I'm the one that's a little bit of a soccer nut here, and you guys got into it a, a little bit more over Premier League in the last few years and a lot in World Cup this past summer. And, uh, but you, you understand the scope of this, right? Like this is, this is LeBron going to the Shanghai Sharks. Th- this is Brady going to the Toronto Argonauts. Like this is a, a, 
this is an absolute Rushmore athlete. Um, I mean, whatever. For us in America, we care about the four major sports in America, but in the world, soccer is king. And he will very well go down as one of the very best, if not the best of all time. And he's coming to a league, the MLS, which is not even a top 10 league in the world. And he's playing for the team that is the worst team in the league. Um, it's definitely, I think, the biggest free agent signing in American sports in history. Um, Messi himself has 470 million Instagram followers. That is more combined he has more than steph lebron mahomes brady shohei jimmy butler tiger woods travis kelsey mike trout john morant combined if you add all those people combined it's still less than what messi has as a following and the brilliance of this just to juxtapose what we were just talking about is all right so everybody was like jaw dropping i can't believe messi turned down 1.6 billion from a saudi club al hilal where Ronaldo sold out and went to Saudi Arabia and their league, and Messi turned it down for $53 million for Inter-Miami, which, by the way, is $45 million more than any MLS player has ever been paid in a year, and puts him, there's only Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Jokic, and Steph Curry are the only North American athletes paid more annually right now than, than Messi. But the brilliance that's just the tip of the iceberg for this for what he's going to make, though, right? Exactly. This is the tip of the iceberg because this is how the PGA could have figured this out. So Messi also gets a percentage of the sales of the Apple MLS season pass. uh, Apple spent two point five billion dollars to invest in the MLS season pass. And like, who's going to buy the season pass? Well, before nobody was. Now, lots of people are going to get it. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, every single Inter-Miami away game for the rest of the season has been sold out before people even know what games Messi's going to play, if any. The worst team in the league, when they visit, have sold out every single game in the league. He gets a percentage of Inter-Miami shirt sales. Directly from Adidas. Directly from Adidas. By the way, when when Beckham came, which is probably the best, Beckham and Paley are the best comparisons. Beckham came in 2007. They had sold LA Galaxy the year before in 2006 had sold 428 jerseys. The next year, <laughs> put some zeros on that. In 2007, they sold 300,000 Beckham jerseys. So I think we know, you know, 15 years later when soccer is crazy here, what he's going to make. And he's got an ownership stake in an MLS club. And so what did Beckham do? When Beckham came over to play, that gave him an ownership stake. He bought Inter-Miami for $25 million, and before they got Messi, Inter-Miami was valued at $600 million. It's going to be a billion-dollar club off of $25 million. That's a pretty good ROI. Yep, yep. yep. Saudis so, clearly have invested in that. So Messi, oh. Messi's going to make way more in time than $1.6 billion. And, and so- he never has to live in Saudi Arabia for one second. Never has to live there. Uh, lives in Miami, parties with Chris Nace and Tracy. Um, he makes the players in MLS more money. He hey, makes can we it. stop using real names on this episode? Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad when I called you failing a few minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's the other thing, guys. Did you know that like my my kids, the 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 game that they want to play. And this is really not limited to teenagers. There are plenty of adults that play. FIFA soccer is is one of the most popular games on a video game console. In the last last six months, they've doubled from 1.35 million players to 2.7 million players. That's per month. And it keeps going up and up. And and then there's like a whole streaming... Thing where people just watch. I, I can't get I can't get my mind around this. How you could sit in front of a TV and watch people play video games, right. but but they do. They go onto Twitch and twenty seven million people, which is pretty high ratings for a TV show. Watch people play. So if there's any question about what this is going to do, and this is all on the heels of the United States and North America getting World Cup in twenty twenty six. So it's it's uh it's an incredible like gargantuan moment and just hot off the press. I think this messy moment, this moment of the domino effect, we just 
learned in the last 30 minutes that probably second behind Messi is maybe the best player in the world. Kylian Mbappe has just announced he is not resigning with PSG. Whoa. He doesn't. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. I thought, I thought he said he was. He will not resign. And why? He doesn't have Messi on his team anymore. He may not have Neymar on his team anymore. So he doesn't feel like staying in a league that is not in a top three league. So, mm. you know, it was Messi versus Mbappe for the, the the final. You know, that was the most exciting final ever from those two players. And Mbappe just said, I'm not resigning when my contract ends in 2024. And now PSG has, they've got two things they can do. They can either play for another year, make all that money from Mbappe filling seats, or they can sell them now in the transfer window. He, it, this is going to change soccer forever because of this. Mbappe to DC United, baby. Here we go. Yeah. There will be other, there will, that's the other great thing is that Messi has set a plan that if other people can get similar investment rights, look, they're not going to get the same investment rights as him, but if they get a part of a club or they get a part of their Jersey sales, you're going to see MLS. Now it will no longer be the 20th best league in the world. It could move into the top 10 leagues because of this one man. How old is Messi? Messi is like 36, 37. I mean, how much does he have left in the tank? Plenty for MLS. Yeah. I mean, a lot. Yeah. This, this guy, uh, Jordan Shakiri, that plays for the Chicago Fire, who I think is older than Messi, he, he's not very good. He He's the one that makes $8 million. He runs circles around people on the field because the skill level, even when you're at the very end, is so much better. I, I hate Tom Brady. I'm sure he would be the best player on the Toronto Argonauts and all of Canadian football league if he played tomorrow. Well, Rooney was able to come in and play well for a while, even though he was practically unable to walk. And so did Beckham, and so does Laton. When yeah. these guys come over, they dominate. How long is his contract house? I think his con well, first of all, he's got a right to opt out every single year. Yeah. But I, like, I think it's a three-year contract, and he's got the but he can opt out after every single year. They would do anything just to get him in the door. Is there any question he's going to play again in the World Cup in 26? That's a great question. I I don't think he does. I, I don't see what there is to gain. No. Um, so if he doesn't play in the World Cup, is he going to continue to play at MLS? I think he plays a couple. I think he plays two or three years for MLS and then hangs it up and moves into ownership, does what Beckham did. You know, every time I think about this, I... I I think back to the North American Soccer League started in 1970 and was defunct by 1985. The Cosmos. And, and I was big into the Cosmos as a kid. You know, I mean, they got Pele, they got Giorgio Canalia, Franz Beckenbauer, and about mm-hmm. a dozen other really good European players. And it just really didn't catch fire in the U.S. You think now because of social media and more access that with the kids are way more into it now than they were what then. What the fuck are you talking about? The Cosmos? Who? <laughs> that was oh my the God, team? this was like the all-star yes. soccer team yes. in, uh, in all of all time. I, and, 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 I, had a, and, I had a poster of Pele playing with the, with I, the Cosmos. I'm Milk, sorry. Do you have any idea? They, they played at Yankee Stadium. Jesus Christ. That's a travesty. That is awful. God, I miss this horrible period in our the country. The video games have changed a lot. The yeah. video games and and Apple. Apple get you know, Apple's going to do a lot to change sports too. This this well, is and, a, and we're a much more diverse country since 1974. We have a lot more people here uh who follow soccer as their number one sport. It's still though, look, you still have the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball. We have 3 massive sports in our country. I mean, you could throw hockey in there too, I guess. I, I just still don't see it working. I just think, I just still don't think it, how, there's too much going on. All these other yeah. countries, soccer is yeah. number one. Soccer, soccer, soccer. There's just too much. There's too much. It's not What's the most popular sport? For I kids? think it's great. Miami, by the way, perfect fit. Perfect. Yes. Can't get my, better my, than Miami. My right. other point though is MLS doesn't have one team that had ever in the history of MLS that had the star power of the Cosmos. I mean, the ML, MLS is just like a bunch of minor league. Are players. we back to the Cosmos? Well, you well, think one guy's going to fix that? Well, I think I think Beckham. I think Beckham to Galaxy was kind of like. That. Yeah, yeah, but he was clearly right. out to pasture by then. Nah. we'll see. Some, you know, there's there's rumor that a couple of players also 
not as far in the twilight of their career as Messi are are looking to join him. And that's going to be the next thing is that yeah. MLS has rules right now as to how many they can pull over like that. That's going to change too. Well, are you going to get? Are you going to get the Pulisic other... to come back? Are we going to get who to come back? Pulisic going to come back? He could, but I for I think he's still got one more. Stint. Crazy. By too. the way, well the the other thing about this though too that that complicates everything is the number of leagues that have loyal followings, right? And and you know you've got the Premier League, you've got the Bundesliga, you've got La Liga, you've got whatever out. Right? I mean, there's there are people all over the world who are committed to their league, and the MLS is just another league. So I mean, the reason that's complicated in the U.S. is that people who get up and go to a bar to watch a, a match, are they going to drop La Liga, you know, to watch MLS to commit their time? I mean, that probably not, and that complicates the ability of MLS to become an NBA. By the way, throw in college football. We forgot about that. That little thing. You're right. Yeah. I mean, Milk, you're right. I think culturally Americans and the way uh, we play, the, our ADD, all of that. I mean, I think things like football and basketball are going to remain king. But I mean, the number of kids playing soccer and the way it's grown and the way our team as a country has improved I, I'm buying. I'm not selling on soccer in the U.S. I'm buying. Milk's what? got pickleball ranked higher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, as a sign of the times, uh, after we finish talking about MLS now, we're going to talk about the NBA finals. So, I don't know, Milk, maybe you and I are on the uh, on the wrong train I'm here. I'm looking but... up the Cosmos. <laughs> over, looking at the Cosmos. Shep, Google Shep messing. I'm, I'm all in, man. Do they even have a Wikipedia page? Okay. Uh, all right. Hey, Rooster, what's happening in NBA? Well, um, you know, in the history of the finals, there have been 38 teams who were up 30 or three to one, and only one of them did not go on to win the finals. And that was. The Golden State Warriors, when they lost to LeBron's Cavaliers. Um, but the odds are pretty damn high that Denver's going to pull this off. Um, they've got two tonight. They've got two home games to win one game tonight. And, uh, and then the next game goes back to Miami. And then after that, it's, it's back to Denver. So I, I, I would say it's, it's pretty close to a lock that Denver's going to win this championship. Um, and, you know, the, the, Jokic is just playing mistake-free basketball, but the Heat don't seem to have an answer for Aaron Gordon, who's huge and is playing extremely well. Um, it's been it's about time. I mean, he was drafted back in 2014 with, I think, like the third pick overall. Uh, playing with Jokic has really um, kick-started his career. And we still haven't seen a Michael Porter Jr. game, because don't forget, he he personally destroyed the Lakers in a couple of games. He he has played like crap in the finals. If he comes alive, look out because he's also big. Like I said, I said it one on one of our shows. I think he's like six ten. You put those three guys in at the same time playing well, and the Heat don't have enough big big boys to guard that. So, um, you know, who knows? We could see we could see a Jimmy buckets a hero game tonight. And maybe it goes seven, but I think that I think the Nuggets pull it out either way. Well, just like I predicted, this is three one um, Denver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly what I said. The Heat uh, have them right where they won. I think you said three um, three one, but not a, Denver. I think yeah. we should call this right. I think you said five. Yeah, five with Denver winning out, right? Nuggets in five. Yep. Uh, a lot of pressure though on Denver to win this game. Yeah. You yeah. know. You know. Right. We I got a comment in the mailbag from one of our favorite listeners, uh, whose name I'll just say begins with a Z, and he's related to me since some people are listening to this episode now. <laughs> he, he he made a great point that he said whoever's going to cover this asked this question: Does this series between the Nuggets and the Heat change? the paradigm that you don't need a big three stars. You need maybe a star and role players because both these teams are teams that have a star with great role players playing around them with very good coaching. Do you still need a big three to get I, the finals? 
I don't know. That's, I mean, Denver is loaded. I'm not sure that you have a bunch of role players on Denver. Jamal Murray is what? He's a top 20 player in the league. He's a star, but he's not a superstar. Right. Well, there's very few of those. Right. I I think think you need a superstar and a couple of stars and then some good role players. I mean, Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon. I mean, that's in a lot of ways, that's been the difference in the last couple of games. Yeah. Well, Aaron Gordon's making like 20 million a year. They see him as they see him as a star. Yeah. They see him as a star. Well, I mean, you're just comparing them with with the guy who's currently the the most dominant player in the NBA. Right. So on on other teams, um, you know, Murray and Gordon, I mean, they would be they would be superstars on a lot of other teams. It didn't work out this year for teams like the Lakers or the Suns or the Bucks or the Celtics or the Sixers. You know, the the big three paradigm didn't really work out. Yeah. Well, you know, I think you can take those one by one and come up with a reason, you know. Um, who's the big three for the Celtics? It's really big two. And their coaching was horrendous. Um, and they, you know, they, I don't think they played very well. I think the Sixers are dealing with aging stars like Harden and guys who got overpaid like um, Tobias Tobias. Harris, um, but never really played into the star level. The Bucks, you know, they have a superstar and then they've got guys who are starting to show signs of injuries and age who are playing worse than they did the year they won the championship. And the Lakers, you know, I mean, AD breaks down all the time when he's healthy. And LeBron's healthy. They could have gone all the way to the finals. Um, but, you know, they, they came up against the Nuggets, which the Nuggets are a hell of a team who, you know, people, I think people recognize that now. But they are they are a really good team. They play good team basketball. They move without the ball. The ball flows through Jokic, who, who never really seems to make a mistake. Like I said, he's hitting open guys all the time. So, you know. I, I, I don't know that the other teams that that you mentioned are a great example right now. They're, they they all need help. I mean, I think they're all making off season moves. Let's not forget Denver has Jeff Green too. Oh come on, how old is he? Thirty six. Oh boy, he's thirty six and he looks like he's fifty six. Fourteen years in the NBA. That's pretty good. That's that's what it'll do to you. Well. I, I do think the, if if you want to make uh, make any anything intriguing about this, which it seems like most of the intrigue is gone, uh, I'll I'll maintain that the pressure is on Denver to win tonight because you lose tonight, you got to go back to Miami, and then geez, you really don't want to play the Miami in a game seven. Don't let them get rolling. There's yeah. no pressure on Denver. Keep, no. keep your foot on their throat tonight. Finish it. We're going to take care of business. So just to be clear, the NBA season is going to end tonight. Yes. yes. Possibly. Possibly on June 12th. <laughs> so happy. Yes. And we have the draft coming up, though, Mel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Drafts in 12 day, brah. <laughs> I'll cover that myself. Very possible we'll have the end, end of the NHL season this week, too. We'll, we'll cover that next week. Uh, and with that, That's, yeah. I think we got some punchable faces this week. Come on, man. More than we've already punched. House. I I just want to, because just because to equal opportunity punching when NBA players do really dumb shit, you know, I've been one of the biggest supporters of Zion uh, Williamson. I think he had the potential and maybe still does, maybe still does have the potential to be a really, really unique player. Uh, If you haven't seen some of the, craziness of Zion being caught up in relationships with porn stars and baby mamas and uh, being extorted and all Mm. his whole personal life playing out over social media. It's insane. And, you know, Stephen A did a segment on this too. What it kind of tells you is that Zion's 
mind, I won't say head, Zion's mind wasn't on the game of basketball. It may still not be on the game of basketball. And I think he owes it to the Pelicans, his teammates, the NBA, and really himself to like to get himself right and focus on his really superstar talent and become a real player because what he's doing right now, he's, he's he doesn't need us to punch him. He's punching himself. So get yourself right, Zion, because you're you're a unique talent and it it's really going to waste. You're not throwing a gun around, but again, you people follow you. You, you people see your example, and you're not setting a very good one for kids. You're not setting a very good one for yourself or your teammates. So here's my punch to your midsection because you shouldn't be using that much anymore. I'm totally asking for a f- asking for a friend here, but which porn stars is he dating? <laughs> Just look it up on Twitter. It's easy to find. All right. <laughs> or tell your friend to look it up on Twitter. Right, yeah. Don't don't use your wife what? or your children's phone. Wasn't, look it up. wasn't me asking. Come on. No, obviously. All right. Who else has a punch? I've got a couple. I I want to punch. I want to punch Connor McGregor. Oh, who is oh a this is despicable. Yes, this is good. Piece of shit. Yes. He he agrees to do a promo with the Miami Heat mascot. Bernie, who they call Bernie, because Bernie is is hawking this pain relief product that he's developed. And so Bernie comes out in, you know, boxing gear with these big, goofy gloves and is supposed to do a little fake spar with Conor McGregor, who Conor McGregor fucking decks this guy. I mean, hits him as hard as he can right in the jaw. And then while the guy is still all this mascots down on the ground, seemingly unconscious. He comes down and gives him, you know, like the like the the martial arts punch in the face to the near dead guy and hits him again. Guy had to go to the emergency room. I mean, what a fucking psychopath that guy! Like, that guy sucks. As if, as if taking sucks. on the Saudis wasn't enough today. We're starting shit with Conor McGregor now too. <laughs> I can't stand he, Conor McGregor. He's disgraced to the whole your, Irish, Irish, Irish heritage. Yeah. Oh, oh God! Oh boy! Oh boy! My second right. punch goes out to these. I can, this is, you know, I hate these people, these social media provocateurs who are fucking losers who have Listen. nothing to offer to the world other than videotaping themselves bothering people. I like to see Conor McGregor punch this guy, this guy named Alex Stein, who chased uh, Brittany Griner and the and the Phoenix Mercury through an airport screaming at her. She hates America and blah, blah, blah. It's like, get a life, man. Just leave people alone. I don't. I didn't like it when people did that to Mitt Romney when he was in the airport after January 6th. And I, I just think people should be left alone. And these assholes that make their career out of being social media provocateurs are just, just a stain on society. So I'm punching Alex Stein, and I'm pretty sure he'd have the same response to a punch from any one of us that Bernie had to the punch from Connor because he's it looks like a gigantic wuss. <laughs> wow. Is it, did you just come up with provocateur or is is that what they're really called? Isn't it influencers? Well, provocateurs try to try to influence more more looks by being assholes to people by being intentionally provocative. Milk, somebody's got to explain the situation to the senior crowd. Roosters head roosters up for the task. I mean, an influencer is not a provocateur necessarily, Milk. Come on. He knows the starting lineup of the cosmos, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. They more punches. I'm going to punch Milk. That'll yeah. be my third one. <laughs> Does anybody have a lasso? Eeks. Guys, this week, other than Messi. No, no right. lasso. No lasso. All right. Let's hit buzzer beaters. Who's got a buzzer beater? I mean, I guess my buzzer beater could serve kind of as a lasso. All right, all right. And and uh, the Canadian Open, you know, talking about golf ad nauseum that we have no. already. Uh, this is not a lasso. We're not giving the P- anything associated Nick with PGA Taylor a lasso. For the first time in 69 years, Canada can claim that one of its own has won its national championship. 
in a playoff against <laughs> Geico <laughs> Caveman, Tommy Fleetwood drained a 72 foot putt. Uh, one of the longest putts you'll ever see on any tour. Um, rammed it right in with the flag. And uh, that began just an amazing, you know, celebration. The, and what I thought was cool was the Canadian players like Mike Weir and um, Adam Hadwin and uh, Corey Connors. Uh, they were all standing around on the green watching. And then you had for for uh, for Fleetwood, you had like um, Tyrell Hatton and uh, Justin Rose and some other guys, you know, who are all his countrymen for uh, Ryder Cup purposes. And it just felt they they all said it felt like a Ryder Cup watching the match play for four holes in the in the playoff. Uh, that's the best that golf has to give, and it was it was awesome. And I'm sure Nick Taylor is living the Ted Lasso dream today. Are you are are you familiar at all with the smoke that those fucking Canucks sent down into our country this week? <laughs> right. You cannot possibly possibly appreciate anything out of Canada this week. Let alone Sorry, Moose Jaw. With the PGA. Sorry, that Please. was Bison Moose Jaw, and ah. and my other other quick one is uh, all hail the Joker. You guys know how much I hate that guy, oh. uh, and I've argued that he's not, the, not the goat. Uh, but it's just impossible to argue he's not the goat anymore. I mean, that dude just shredded uh, the Rudd guy who got shredded last year by uh, by Nadal. Um, he's thirty six years old. He's eleven and two, and Grand Slams in his thirties. Think about that. In his 30s, he's 11 and 2. He's won 23. He's such a baller. He had his his, uh, pullover already with a 23 embossed on it that he wore for the uh, championship ceremony. Um, There's there's just nobody's ever going to come close to the Joker. I mean, McEnroe and those guys were talking about it yesterday. They're not going to, there's nobody even on the horizon that's going to come close to 23 majors, 20 majors. I mean, it's just a different era and mm. the Joker is going to continue to put him behind him. He, he has a very good chance to win the trip of the uh, uh, grand slam, which has not been done since Rod Laver. So think about that. He's got three career uh, grand slams and he's going for the calendar, which is ba- basically the only record that he doesn't have. So I got to give it up to the Joker. Wow, I know that was hard. Oh, you're really, you're really firing on all. You're on all cylinders tonight, Pope. You got you, you're 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 watching live golf. You're praising the Canadians. I'm watching live golf. The, you're praising the Canadians yeah. who smoked this out of our own country, and now you're getting going to support Djokovic too. I mean, or whatever his name My is. My God. Uh, yeah, the, really, Pope. Yeah, investing to, in the Saudi public interest fund. Think about think about your. Are you going to title this one? Pope capitulates is the title. <laughs> yes. Of the, yes. Yeah, that's that's Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Pope, Pope Ben Pope bends the knee. Pope pussies out. Uh okay. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two. Um and house, thank you for bringing it to my attention. We have to note that the winner of the 24 hours of Le Mans this week. Congratulations oh. <laughs> to Ferrari. Ferrari, Ferrari won they did something top. they did something right. Wow. Well, oh, they ought to hire Ferrari. those uh they ought to hire those engineers immediately to get yeah. on their F1 team. Well, you know what? I think this was the first time that they competed in it in like 15 years or something. I could be wrong about that, but it's been quite a while since they've even competed in it. And they came back and they won it for the first time in 58 years. Congratulations to James Colando, Alessandro, Pierre Guidi, and a name Antonio Giovinazzi. Antonio Giovinazzi of F1 Infamy. Congratulations to Ferrari. Hey, listen, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, the Indy 500, and Monaco are the the three most important races uh, in the racing universe. So got to mention that. And another quick buzzer beater. If if you have have not seen the interview with UVA pitcher Stephen Mm. Scoach, yeah, you have got to Google it. Do not do anything else until you have Googled and watched this. Perhaps the greatest interview uh, in college baseball history, perhaps all of college sports. And I will just leave you with this. Dip and dot. Dip and dot. That's okay. all you need to know. I have two. Hey, hold on. That guy How was about an F and- attack win. His yeah. dog, his dogs think he's awesome too. And he did, he did a funny one last year too. Yeah. Okay. So this is a new one. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I thought you guys were posting stuff from last year. No. I have uh, t- two buzzer beaters. One is uh, I. It's my it's my rival in in the Prem League, but props to uh, Man City. But more importantly, Pep Guardiola, who uh, has now won the treble of his own league, uh, the Cup of the League and Champions League. That's the treble in the same year. He's done it with Barca, and now he's done it with the Man Man City. And talk about goats! I'm, I he's definitely up there as the all timer of any coach of, of soccer. And that was uh, a, a big capstone to this year when Man City won that. The second buzzer beater is maybe a teaser for our upcoming baseball coverage, but there is some really, really exciting young baseball being played right now. And if you are not watching the Cincinnati Reds and the Miami Marlins and the Arizona Diamondbacks, you need to turn those teams on in particular and watch some of the young talent that's coming up. The Reds, uh, the Marlins have a player who's batting around 400. Arizona's got a rookie, a rookie who we we, pro- we promoted when we did the MLB season. They've got a rookie who may be the best player in baseball this year. And the Reds got a, a young up-and-comer who's like in the realm of the Sotos and the Cunhas in De La Cruz. He's definitely the fastest player on the field of any baseball team. It's just fun to watch these young kids come up and these teams are improving quickly. And I like seeing things other than, you know, the, the usual. So that's the baseball. Yeah. He looks, De La Cruz looks like a young Ken Griffey jr. Yeah. So mine is also baseball. Um, first of all, um, Andrew McCutcheon got his 2000 rear hit ones yesterday. That's a good one. And, you know, we've all been saying we we've been talking for a long time about bashing major league baseball owners in places like Pittsburgh, because we long for the days when the small market teams were good. Well, they're back. I mean, we got Texas. We're almost at the 70, 70th game of the season. Texas is number one in the AL West. Uh, Pittsburgh is number one in the um, National League Central, and Arizona is in first place ahead of Los Angeles, the Giants, and the Padres in the National League West, which is a stacked division where usually Arizona is battling Colorado for last place. So, you know, not quite at the halfway point, but still, good sign. And you forgot somebody um yeah the yankees are are, are 38 38 and 28 only no, eight got to give it to you two mm-hmm. out of three this weekend rangers raise best two teams in baseball congratulations we'll see Whoa, easy month. with the best two teams in baseball hey, thank you yeah, thank you thank you it's a little early for that yeah, the, Yan- the yankees back. are nine and a half back if we're keeping track just uh, they're eight games back in the in the loss column that's mm-hmm. all that counts baby hey Mil- milk should you and well, i make so much preview? closer a preview of the American League since nobody else wanted to do one. You want to do one and we'll just post it? Sure. Love to. <laughs> just talk about our teams. That should be like live ratings. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Pope can sponsor that on the CW too. Anybody got anything else? <laughs> no, real quick. To, if PSA, tune in. College World Series starts the, what, Thursday or Friday, June 16th. I think we have, as of right now, six teams in out of eight. Southern Miss, Tennessee, and I want to UVA. Say Texas, Stanford still have to to play, but yeah, UVA's in. Wake Oral Field Roberts, Pitt, Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts Oregon, Gators, TCU. Um, it's fun. Good, good baseball. It is. LSU's in it. LSU's in too.
The SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michaeler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison-Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.